0: Winston Churchill said, if you're going through hell, keep going. Oscar Wilde said, what seems to us as bitter trials are often blessings in disguise. Mother Teresa said, spread love everywhere you go. Let no one ever come to you without leaving happier. Bruce Feirstein said, the distance between insanity and genius is measured only by success. Welcome to Make Shit Happen. This is episode number one fifty four, the last episode for the first half of twenty twenty one. For this episode, I want to go ahead and play some clips from my previous episodes. You know, just a highlight reel. You know, take take back to memory lane since we have gone one half of twenty twenty one already. This is a special episode. I hope you listen to it. I hope you enjoy. Thank you for listening, and once again, thank you for supporting make shit happen now let's listen to this highlight reel of make shit happen podcast guys if you were out there shopping for furniture at other furniture stores just to be told that your furniture will not arrive for weeks or even months come to exclusive furniture exclusive furniture will have your furniture delivered the same week guaranteed. We have 98% of furniture in stock at Exclusive Furniture. You won't have to wait for months or six weeks or 10 weeks, whatever. A long period of time, we'll have your furniture delivered this week. 98% of the furniture is in stock at Exclusive Furniture. Seven locations in town or online at ExclusiveFurniture.com. Come see us at Exclusive Furniture and get your furniture delivered the same week. Exclusive Furniture, where low prices live. Let me ask you—you uh, you know, hip hop culture. We, we talked about it, and and then you said something. I forgot to me- ask you, and you said, "Hey, if my kids and in- or my grandkids inherit something, I don't want them to go run away, run and go buy jewelry and right. watches or Things whatever." Things I don't appreciate. Things they don't appreciate, right? Well, what is what is your? I mean, you know, that's the culture that has become a culture—not only hip hop culture, but but a, but a but a society we live in, okay? Right. The country we live in. What what is your feeling about that? Well if you can't buy it three times, you shouldn't buy it. If you can't buy it three times, you if shouldn't you buy it. If you can't
1: buy it three times, you shouldn't buy
0: it. So let's just put it this way. If I want to go buy a fifteen thousand dollar watch and that's all I got, fifteen thousand, I shouldn't buy it. Yeah, I should can, have if
1: you can't buy three of those watches and still live comfortably, you don't need you okay. don't need one.
0: So that means that if I can't buy three watches and still and don't have money for my rent, my food, and my six months worth of
1: or, if, or if you you're basically buying the watch with all the money that took it took you a while to save up that amount of money to buy a watch, um, and for fifteen thousand you're not going to get a watch that it necessarily appreciates, right? You have to get into a higher level of watch buying, um, totally different brands, totally different like Turbion, um, and just a whole it's a whole other world if you're trying yeah. to make a watch investment. But fifteen thousand dollar Rolex watch is not gonna that's not going to appreciate over time. Yeah. So so unless, don't, somebody, unless it's kept for like 30 years And then it yeah. becomes But if, like a if,
0: if you want to buy anything And I just said a watch It can be anything But if you can't buy three of them Yeah Don't I buy it. I wouldn't buy it That's it that's, man, that's, a good, that's a good lesson Now how do you How do we want teach that lesson To the, the future
1: generation By or, example Or the kids Or stuff like that By example Okay Basically you let them know You know Like I have a Dodge Ram truck Okay right? I could probably go and get A Rolls Royce truck If I wanted to but then that would be a higher level of financial obligation that would take away resources potentially from other things in my life. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's not about a comfortable car. It's about a comfortable life. So the first primary purchase you should be investing in is where you're going to live, right? Then you decide what you're going to drive and all of that stuff should be, should be manageable to a point where you don't have to go above and beyond what's, what's, what's necessary to acquire these things. So if, if it's, if it's going to take a lot of stretching and it's going to eat up a lot of your savings for you to buy that particular car, you don't need that car yet. Right. Because the the purpose of a car doesn't change based on how much money you spend on a car. Right. The, the basic purpose of a car is to get you from one place to another and right. back. And right. right. And so you don't need to spend $500,000 on a car to do that. If you are going to spend five hundred thousand dollars on a car to do that you are probably worth 40 50 million dollars right like i know guys that own those cars they're a lot more liquid than you would think they are for them to decide that that's what they're going to do today
0: this morning i was uh i I run a lot so i listened to i was running and i was listening to howard partridge who i've uh, interviewed in episode 78 and he said you know when you when you're an entrepreneur you know it's not just you yeah, you can be good at fixing ACs, but you gotta do a lot of other things. Yep. yep. And entrepreneurship is much more broader, right? Yep. So, so, so I'm so glad you said you were not happy, you were trapped, and then the second thing. So I listened to Gary. I, I like Gary, oh, Gary V. Gary, I love and him. And Gary V. says, "I love him." Don't listen to what your parents say. Yep. <laughs> right. Yep. And and I mean that's one thing that you did, and and that's one thing I did. Yep. I had blown out fights with my dad. Yep. But I told him I'm going to open my own business. And, you know, it's just the immigrant mindset, right? That is. It's the immigrant mindset.
2: And then you become a firefighter. Gary <laughs> B. said the same thing. You become a firefighter. You got to deal with everything, man. Yeah. You know, you, and I wake up in the morning. I'm 29 years old and, and I have to deal with people that are 55 to 65 and they look at me like I'm a kid. Then You know, they, don't, then they look at me like you're the owner. Like, are you <laughs> the CEO of this company? Like, you guys write books? I'm like, yes, I am. And, and, and that's one of the things that I have to face all the time. It's like, well, I got to deal with that. I got to deal with the people thinking that I'm a kid and then I have to deal with, you know, uh, something happened in Mexico with the writers and then something happened in Salvador with oh, the man, writers. It's, it's fire every day. And you're a firefighter. The, the, we, the website is not working and you get all these emails and then you get complaints and then you got to deal with that and then this guy decides to not show up in the work today and you're like, you got to deal with everything, man. But at the same time, we I love it. Like, I, I don't see myself doing anything else but that.
0: And, and like I said, entrepreneurship is not for everybody but for somebody who does it who likes it who loves it then they should they breathe it they live it because you are doing way much more you're a firefighter you're putting out fires early in the morning to you know sometime at night i mean you know in in my situation i mean you know somebody ran into an apartment door or, you know or or you know did something crazy or you know uh Salesperson didn't answer the customer's yep. phone when the customer was upset. Yeah. When their delivery was there. I mean, it's just like everything, right? Yeah. I mean, it happens all the time. And shit happens when you're in business. But but
2: definitely there's one thing, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, but I feel like the biggest reason why all these kids are not succeeding in entrepreneurship is because they have a big ego. ego. Having a huge ego, ego, ego and ego, pride. That is, that is the first thing that I tell them all the time. If you have a big ego, you're not gonna make it here. You're not gonna make it in the wild. Because you're gonna deal with people that know way more than you, and instead of having a big ego, be ready to listen.
0: Humble yourself.
2: Be ready to listen to them, yeah. because they will tell you things. I said maybe you talk to them for one hour, but one tenant is gonna change your life out of that one hour talk. And and I'm always listening. I'm always ready to listen, man. Like I'm always ready to, to listen to other people to learn from them. And I spend my time like watching podcasts so much.
0: And and you know that that's you're right. You're right. A lot of people who I mean, it's not that they don't make an entrepreneurship. They they jump from job to job. They, they 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 get fired at their job. They quit at the job. You know, I always say your job is your blessing. Yes. It's a blessing. Okay. If you have a business, it's a blessing. If you have a car, it's a blessing. Don't look at what the other guy is driving. Okay. Because your hoopty is someone else's dream car. Yep. Your shitty job is someone else's shitty, you know, dream job. Yep. Your shitty apartment is someone else's dream apartment. Yep. Your, you know, crappy furniture, some people don't have it. Yep. You know, and, and I mean, you know, I had a, uh, so when we were in this tent sale, right? I, I just, and I'm going to go back to your interview. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm deviating. am <laughs> no, go ahead, but, ahead, man. Go ahead. But so we were in this tent sale and, and uh, uh, Baltimore, uh, he's, he's, he's my, one of my district managers. Me and him grew up together. We, I mean, we, we met on a soccer field when we were 16 years old. Right. I, I tried to fight his friend. Came from behind, we became best friends. I was, I was in his wedding. I mean, you know, we, we, we were really good friends, and he, he has worked for me. But you know, work is work, yeah. business is business, and he and he, you know, Malty is like Sam. Who's gonna buy this? Nobody's gonna buy this. We're wasting time. He had never worked a ten cell. I said, Malty, one man's trash is another man's treasure. Yep. And the piece that he was saying, two hours later, this lady came in. He was looking at this, and she was like, "Oh my God, this is great." And, and he's like, I can't believe this. I'm like, Palti, they've never had furniture. Yep. To them, this is a seat. This lady made four seats out of something you wouldn't do. Mm-hmm. I'm like, she will put a sheet on it or something, and it all matches. Yep. He's like, it's different colors. I said, once you put a white sheet on it, bro, it all matches. Yep. Okay. I said, all of a sudden, if she has five kids, now she got four seats. Right. They can all sit on there. They're not sitting on the floor no more. It's so important for us, so important. Mm-hmm. How can we, you know, for the people that are coming in, kids that are 17, 18, 19, how can we, how can we raise awareness about savings mm-hmm. and not spending money out of our means? How?
3: Well, first of all, you you got to start having those conversations. You know, we don't talk about money. You know, people, people a lot of people have a lot of, I think, shame around money, uh, maybe, or their fear that you know that they're not doing as well as somebody else or they don't want to let people into their finances. That's why the personal finance uh community is so amazing cuz people are out there talking about their finances, you know, and showing people what's, you know, what's possible or what this is what happened to me. Look how you can avoid that. So start as early as you can with your kids, just bringing them into the money conversations. I mean, you know, you have to start of course being intentional yourself tracking your budget making sure that you know where your money's going but but show their kids what, what you know this what this costs you know because to them they don't know and then start like you said educating yourself because you you you're not just going it's not just gonna come from out of thin air you, you read what the people who are successfully doing this read what they're doing listen to their podcast to find out how to make stuff happen you know <laughs> you know you know just just really, just by, you know, educating yourself and, and make sure that you're bringing your kids into the conversation and teaching them early.
4: All right, so last year, my wife and I had a breakthrough. So we believe in checking out and pausing every once in a while because life is crazy, right? So after grinding for 34 years, last year was the first time I've taken time, extended time off. And for the first time since I left Lebanon, 35 years ago, uh, my wife and I went to Lebanon last year. Okay. And And uh, so... But I, I told her, if we're going to go that far, on the way back, let's just make some pit stops and visit Europe. So we spent three weeks traveling Lebanon, uh, Greece, Europe, uh, 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 went to London. I mean, again, it's the power of technology today where you can run your business from your phone. Um, but when we were in southern Italy, and southern Italy is beautiful, we had a bit of a breakthrough that I would like to share with you listeners. Sure. So one thing that her and I figured out when we we're sitting there reflecting on you know, because we, we know people that have money will tell you, money will not buy you happiness. It may buy buy you a nicer phone, nicer car, nice house. Money will not make people happy. I'm sure you know a bunch of people that probably have a lot of money that are miserable. Miserable. I know a lot. Matter of fact, a very good friend of mine who was very, very, very wealthy, tried to commit suicide because he was miserable. Money does not bring happiness. So her and I try to evaluate what is it that truly makes someone happy, regardless if they have money or not. And when we were in southern Italy, we had time to reflect because our phones had no service for like two or three days. So we were totally checked out. So the look on his face, he was like, What? Yes, two or three days. But let me tell you, if you want to be somewhere without a service, that's a good place to be. And we're in a place called uh, Sorrento in southern Italy, beautiful, the, uh, by the Amalfi Coast. So we realized we're sitting down having lunch and we start brainstorming what is it that brings happiness to people? And we pin it down to three things. I'm sure there's more, but the three main things were uh, significance. We talked about it earlier. Progress is when you create progress every day. And gratitude. So, and oddly enough, the initials for that is GPS, kind of like the map to happiness, right? So what we practice every day and what we teach our the people that we mentor and we lead every day is try to practice those things every day. So every day, start your morning with gratitude. Write down three th- or four things you're very grateful for. When I'm mad at my son for doing something he's not supposed to, sometimes as parents, they get to us, right? I always think of what are the two or three things I love about my son? And all of a sudden, I feel better, right? Gratitude cannot exist in the same space as anger, same space as, as, as depression, as the same space as sadness. So gratitude is huge. Progress, our goal is to do, make a little progress every day. Whatever it is that's important to you, if you can create progress every day, whether it's your health, whether it's your diet, whether it's your, your, your you know, going to the gym, whether it's your business, whether you're building, whatever it is, create a little progress every day. It doesn't have to be massive. If you do a little bit every day, before you know it, you'll get to whatever it is you're trying to accomplish, right? Mm-hmm. And significance is basically doing something for somebody else where you get nothing in return. And I go to bed at night, Sam, sometimes, with a smile on my face, because I know today I impacted somebody in a positive way where I get nothing in return. Yeah. Great medicine. So if anybody listening feels that they're in a bad place, GPS is something you should you should try. It may not work for you, but almost everybody that I shared that with, they're like, oh my God, you need to write a book about it. Gratitude, progress, and significance. If you can create three of those, I mean, if you can create those three a little bit every day, your life will be way better than everybody else around you and better than it was before you tried that.
0: I love it. Gratitude, you know, be grateful for what you have. Yeah. You know, wake up in the morning. Hey, thank you for waking me up. Progress to have the progress, you Bad know, in problem. your life or that day. Yeah. And then be significant, you know, like, you know, do something that's significant, just like what you're doing in this uh, Lebanon, Beirut thing. Yeah, well yeah.
5: Yes. One of the things that I'm doing as far as my wealth building strategies, because I've already got, you know, I'm already in the, the millionaire status right now. So I'm actually making sure that I can protect that. So I'm starting to put together, you know, my trusts, my LLCs, my things like that not necessarily for me, but for my next generation, for my two kids, for my Mm -hmm. daughter, for my son. So that can continue on. And then they can do the same thing that I did. My father taught me a lot of the things I had. I always tell everyone that I grew up with the rich dad, poor dad book scenario. I grew up with a rich dad, not so much just with the money, but in the mindset of, you know, if you're going to get a job, take a job for the experience that you're going to learn for the skills you're going to learn, you know, if you, there's a need that you can fill, fill the need, find a way to create a, an income source for yourself and not just go out and get a job. So I grew up with that mentality all my life. And I, so I'm now teaching my kids that my, my son sat down the other day and asked me, what is it like to be an entrepreneur? What can I do to be an entrepreneur? And I said, well, you know, unfortunately that war, that word is so thrown out there that, you know, just a guy on Instagram, who's, who's got a nice car or something is saying I'm an entrepreneur when he's really not. So I sat down and broke it down to him what it actually took to become one. And I said, now you need to think about what you can do to buy and sell, to invest, to anything, to create something and bring you know an idea and to create it, that you can become a business owner. You can become the actual true entrepreneur yourself. Even though he's eleven, I said you start thinking about things like that now. Guess what I was? Absolutely, absolutely, and good, good, good age
0: to to teach them that. Uh, now you said something about mindset. Tell me,
5: what do you mean by mindset? Well, like I said, I, I grew up with the perfect influence, the perfect thing. If you read the Robert Kiesowski's Rich Dad Poor Dad, I mean, that's just going to tell you exactly how I grew up. And that's very, very important because there's a lot of things that, man, a lot of people get scared of. Fear is a big driver. I know you and I, I think we met on Clubhouse. So I've been going on Clubhouse and I'm listening to these people, these real estate investors, and they're talking of all these scenarios they're going through and analyzing so many things and never actually pulling the trigger and doing something. When I wanted to get in real estate in 2015, even though I saw my father have a few houses and he got tired of it and bought a ranch instead, I was like, I want to do it. But I didn't ever ask him, hey, what did you do? Or what did you do this and that? Any advice? I just picked up some books, learned the language of real estate, learned the language of money. And I started cold, call, cold calling realtors, finding, driving around the neighborhoods, finding houses for sale, calling them, figuring out, and then cold calling uh, hard money lenders just to kind of put everything together. And I just went out and did it. It wasn't a thought or a why I just, when did it? So I just took action and asked a bunch of questions and learned everything along the way. I literally jumped out of the, pa- jumped out of the plane and built the parachute on the way down. And I've done that all my life. And, and I've, I've sit here and see people that have so many questions and do this, uh, uh you know, paralysis by analysis and don't ever get anything done because you're so worried about it. Mm-hmm. I just jump in and do it. Yeah. Well, I mean, fear
0: is a big, uh, the turn of success. Yes,
5: it is. Yeah. It is. And I tell a lot of people the reason that I'm a success is because of taking action and failure. That's yeah. simple. So, I mean, but what gives you the confidence to do that? It's taken a long time to get this way. Uh-huh. It's taken a long time, uh, but it's just doing, failing more and more and more. It, it's it's hard. I mean, it's hard as hell to stay motivated failure after failure. But once you start getting used to it, you start realizing that the failures are lessons. Of course, we are hear these cliches all the time, but it really is true. You start learning what's not working, and what can work. You mm-hmm. just start begin again with the experience you had before.
0: Yeah, but you know, uh, you know, a lot of we hear the cliches all the time. Yeah, you have to fail yeah, in order exactly, to succeed, exactly. and blah blah blah, right? And I mean, failing, but I mean, man, when when you fail, it really, it really, you know, mess up with your mindset. Yes, it does. It does. I mean, it it really it really
6: messes with your emotions. That's another whole story. So my my kids and I we debate leadership all the time and you know some I grew up not being what I would consider a leader. I don't think I was a follower, I was really lost. And I think when you're lost, you can if you stay lost long enough, you become a follower. If you recognize that you have some opinion or something to share, you become a leader. Mm-hmm. Leadership is not something that you can ask for. Leadership is not something that is given. If people aren't going to follow, and I get choked up because my son just wrote a uh, an essay for college, and you don't think your kids are listening, right? So as you know, you got older kids. So as my kids get older, um, you start realizing that all the shit that you tell them it goes in one ear and out the other. Some of it sticks. And so he, he was writing this essay, and he was sharing in his essay about what I've said to my kids all the time is one, always be a gentleman to my, my kids. And I said, and always, and always be you know, a, a fantastic f- female to my daughter. And beyond that, I said, lead, leaders are not born, leaders are not, are not people that wake up and tell people that they're leaders. You can't, you can't be a leader unless someone's willing to follow you. It's just that simple. So my grandfather, which is why I bring this up and why I get emotional, he, he was so important in my life. And what he taught me at a young man was you fight for your beliefs until you have literally, even if there's just one person standing with you. As soon as everybody's left you and they're across the street, look behind you if you're alone. It's time to f- fold up your idea and go join the others. Mm-hmm. But you fight. If you have any fight in you, you fight and you try to convince one person. If you can convince one person, you can convince two. So leadership is having a sense of, of deep values and beliefs, consistent every day you wake up. And if that turns somebody on and they're willing to listen to you, you're now leading. It's, there's no secret. And I think the sad part is what people don't realize is that you can have bad bad intentions and bad beliefs and bad values and still be a leader, right? Which we've seen in, in, in life and in religion and in government and in, in companies. How do those people become leaders? Is because they convince people that their beliefs and people follow them. Mm-hmm. So the last piece of leadership that I always say is I think of it as superheroes, which I love. I love Spider-Man, Superman. I'm a huge, I, love, I just love watching it. James Bond is my favorite. There's always a dark side to Batman because what makes you great is also what makes you terrible. So, g- good leadership is the balance between good and evil, right? And I know it's hard to believe, but if you don't, if you start believing in your own shit and you don't invite people to provide you with their opinions, you can go dark pretty quick. Mm-hmm. So, you got to make sure that you have people in your life that not only believe you but share their opinion and call you out when you're full of shit. And that to me is how you guide yourself to have a great journey. To
0: greatness, to greatness. Uh, that, uh, I really appreciate you sharing that with me. I mean, you know, and, and, and all of us. Uh, so, so thank you. Now, what is next for Bed Gear and for Eugene Aletto? So I'm sure you get asked that question.
6: I, I get asked and, and frankly, every day, I do have a true north and my true north is is different than what I want to accomplish. I just want to get up and I want to be happy. And why I say that is because if you don't choose happiness, mm-hmm. you wind up again where your biggest strengths become your biggest weakness. Because I have like this insatiable appetite, I want everything. I want to learn everything. I want to eat everything. I want to drink everything. I want everything. That's my personality. But that also gives you this, this, this level of anxiety, because if you're not getting something every day, it's restlessness. And that can also become a huge distraction in your brain. So you, you mentioned that you, you meditate three times a day to just calm your brain. I I relate to that because literally I'm, I'm constantly on the go.
0: Guys, if you really like this uh, episode, I hope you enjoyed it and shared with some friends. If any of this message resonated, go back and listen to the full episode. Thank you so much. Now, let's go out there and make shit happen.